You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Here's Pastor Kurt and Lance Hoppus. You know, Pat, we've been talking about uh, this whole idea of our Lord and Savior, knowing that He's God. Yeah, and in fact, wh- where do we where do we get these ideas? Well, they're where not should just, we get not, these they're, ideas? They're not ideas. They're yeah. certainly it's certainly true. Yeah. Um, but I, I just can't wait to talk about those things today, folks. This is the God Family and Country Radio Show. Yeah. I'm Pastor Kurt in the studio with me is Pat Coyle. Our buddy Lance is out again this week and, um, uh, we miss him. Uh, but, uh, I guarantee you he should be back here with us very soon. And we've got an action packed, uh, show for you today. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we had the opportunity to talk about some biblical issues that probably are head scratchers to a lot of people. And at the same time, to give you truth, we're going to do not give you our opinion. Uh, we are simply going to take it from the Word of God and talk about these issues. And so, um, Pat, we've just had so many things that people have real problems understanding. One is understanding and, uh, and knowing the attributes of our God. That's a whole other topic for probably another day for us. There is the idea of understanding the the Trinitarian understanding the Trinity of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. And then we had a Bible study this week uh, where we were talking about Jesus and Jesus being God. Yeah. And of course, it's very, very true. It's a true statement. Um, But what role did he play, especially in the Old Testament? And uh, what role uh, has he has he taken since uh, before the foundations of the world ever began? That's where I kind of wanted us to kick off today and 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 move there with the with the show because um, we had a lot of great comments, a lot of great questions from Bible study. By the way, I'll just I'll remind you anybody that would like to come to our Bible studies, you you can certainly do that. We do them on Wednesday nights and. Um, uh, you can private uh, message me on Facebook, or you can get a hold of me through my email. My email is out there uh, just because of the events we're having with uh, Common Ground that's coming up this week. Um, uh, my email address is just simply this, pastorcurtis at gmail.com. It's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And if you'd like to come to one of our Bible studies, you'd be more than welcome to do so because we take deep dives. Pat's always there with me and uh, we have, we have a lot of fun. So, you know, the, the whole purpose, Pat, of what we were doing with the show, or excuse me, with the Bible study was to, uh, was the question was who created God? Well, uh, this is a, a really an interesting thing is because People have have struggled with the whole concept of God itself, mm-hmm. and uh, going back to the beginning. In fact, what made what made Judaism so unique wasn't the fact that uh, that there, people believed in God the plural. They had gods for this, gods for that, gods for the other. In fact, there was this one small group of individuals that believed that. No, there's only one God. And that really got to the craw of the matter. In fact, in Egypt, you know, the uh, the battle between Pharaoh and who is this God that I should listen to him? Mm-hmm. So the reality was 
there, the problem that mankind has always had with God was not that there wasn't something out there. They always knew there was something out there, but they believed that there was more than one controlling more than, and they looked at them in more in territorial. This is my land that's protected by my God. In fact, when they would go and raid another area, if they could capture that God, game over right. is the way they looked at it. And so right. uh, God said, that's not how the universe is set up. And no. he picked one people to deliver his version against all the other version. Isn't and it, this it, is it. And, and you're right. He did. He picked one people. Right? Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about who that one people is in just a second. But, and it's a big but, Paul tells us very clearly in Romans in the first chapter that every single person on the planet from the very beginning of time to where we are today and will continue on, uh, every single person on the planet knows that there is a God. That's you know, part the, of in exactly. other words, in other words, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, 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 it is built into our DNA, if you will, to know that there is a God. But what Paul says is, is he says they exchange the truth for a lie. And they worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen, Paul tells us. And this is what happens when you're talking about other gods. Well, in, uh, in one respect, the creatures that they made, the objects they made, they know those objects themselves weren't the God. Uh -huh. They were the vehicle that the God would use to come and speak and talk and one that they could like an intermediary. Right. So they understood that there were supernatural, invisible powers that were at work in the universe. And they attributed those powers to things like rain for crops and uh, protection against their right. foes and a variety, and help in times of trouble. And they would sacrifice right. to these things. But, you know. Well, they would create carved images. Absolutely. In the, in or, the, showing the attributes of what they believed that God would do. Right. In other words, it was that, that creation that came was given to them yeah. to build this thing the way it is. And then they're going to worship that one thing. Yeah. But, you know, God took one man and out of that one man made a nation and that, and he had blessed that nation with, by giving them their laws and he revealed himself uniquely to that one nation. And here's what God said to that one nation. And, and I'm bringing this up through Isaiah. Uh, this is Isaiah chapter 41 and he, and we'll start in 41 verse four, who has worked and done it calling forth the generations from the beginning I Yahweh am the first and the la and with the last I am he. And he says, you know, talks about the coastlands and all that. Uh you, you stole one of my Bible verses. Well, exactly. I'll give you another good one in 44. Uh again, you know, he reiterates that he there is no other, there is no one that is his equal. There is no one above him. There's, uh, and, and, and beyond him, there will be no other, you know, and, uh, how many times in scripture does he tell us I am, and there is no other. Well, here's another good I one. Mean, yeah. 44, it, six, thus says Yahweh. And here's how he identifies himself. I'm the King of Israel and Israel's redeemer. I'm his, this is verse six out of chapter 44. I am the first. And I am the last, and there is no God beside me. Who is like me? 
He said, let him call out and declare it. Let him tell it to me in order from the time that I established the ancient people and let them declare the things which are to come and the events which are going to take place. You know, God is telling them, he says, I'm, he's laying down the gauntlet. He says, I've got a plan and I know what the plan is and nothing's going to stop this plan. If you're such a God, you tell me what the plan is. Tell me what's coming next. If you can do that, then you get the right to be God. But, you, but you're not going to do that because it's my plan. It is my mystery. I am, it is hidden. As, as Paul reminds us, there was a mystery hidden from the beginning, now revealed. Mm -hmm. And so what, again, what we're starting to talk about, who is this God? What makes him different from what all the other gods are? And, you know, how has we, it was a very unique thing that Israel is the only nation that said, there's only one God. That's right. But Israel had an interesting thing. They they saw this one God as having two, they called it the two powers in heaven. And there was a book written about that about 30 years ago, but by a Jewish rabbi. And there was the God that you couldn't see, if you would. Mm -hmm. And then the God that you he would let you see. Yes. The physical, the one who led them out of uh, Egypt, the one who uh, the burning, manifested the burning, bush. the burning bush. In other the, words, there are manifestations of this God. Right. And so to a, to a Jew, they would realize, yeah, there's, there's the God who's always there, but then there's the God we can see the one he sends the, the, uh, the, uh, the angel of the Lord. Right. And so that's kind of one of the things, and we'll flesh this out as it goes on. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a lot. We've got a lot to share with you tonight. Grab your Bibles and come be a part of it. Uh, listen to uh, the commercial we have for Common Ground that's coming up this week, this next week. This we're already there, February twenty eighth. If you want to participate, it's very important that you get your invite in right away. Uh, we'll talk about it more when we come back. God bless you. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. The Jewish Foundation of San Antonio has set up an Israel Crisis Fund. Your donation will be matched dollar for dollar by a $1 million match from the Bar Yadin Family Foundation. 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. Here's how you get in touch with them to make your donation. Write this down. Jewish Federation of San Antonio. Their phone number 210-302-6960. That number again, the Jewish Federation of San Antonio, you can contact them to donate to the Israel Crisis Fund, 210-302-6960. Remember, 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. We thank you very much. 
You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Our Constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. Well, God bless you. We're grateful you're listening. I'm Pastor Kurt Peckhoyle with me tonight. Uh, we're talking about this incredible God that uh, mm-hmm. that we've been blessed to know. Yeah. We don't know everything, but we know a lot. Um, who is he? Uh, what does this Trinity mean? What it, who, who really is Jesus? And these are the things we're talking about. Um, you probably heard the, the commercial earlier for, uh, for Common Ground. And if you did, that's great. Uh, it's, it's this week. It's going to be uh, February 28th. You won't hear me talking about it anymore after tonight. Some of you are probably sick and tired of it. Uh, but it, it's important. Uh, it is a, it is bringing Jews and Christians together and understanding that we are one family, understanding that we need to take care of each other, especially in the times of what we live today and the things that are going on. And so you're going to get a chance to meet myself, Pastor Kurt. You're going to get a chance to meet Pat Coyle. Uh, you get a chance to meet Lance Hoppus. And um, uh, we're going to have the uh, IDF in that is going to give us a special uh, a briefing on what's happening in the Middle East right up to the moment of uh, of that Wednesday night. And so if you want to be a part of that, certainly get a hold of us. You do that through the email, say, I want to attend Common Ground, and um, uh, we will get you the, uh, the invitation and the location uh, of where that is going to be. It is in San Antonio, but that's all we're going to say about it, um, just for security reasons. Uh, and if you want to attend, you have to be on the list. Uh, there's no other way to get in. Members only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, members only. It's another yeah. way of saying it. Uh, how you get a hold of me again is uh, Pastor Curtis at gmail.com, P A S T O R K U R T I S at gmail.com. Okay. Um, we hope to see you there, by the way. Thank you. Uh, we've been talking about this incredible God. And you were talking about in Isaiah yeah. and uh, you and I were sharing, you were sharing a verse with me out of, uh, out of Isaiah 44 in 44. And, uh, and again, it's one of those, it's Isaiah is one of those books where it just, it keeps coming and it keeps coming and it keeps coming and, and it's delivered each time. And, and you, and you're saying there's just, I get this. There's no way to escape and knowing who God is. Well, God himself makes the contrast and he tells them, he said, you are surrounded by people who are worshiping objects and idols and spirits that they do not understand. They're leading them around. They're treating them. They're actually treating them very poorly. Sure. And yet they love this. They desire to do this. And when, and he said, but they aren't, they can't do anything for you. In fact, they, the very fact that you are following them, you are following them into the same pit that they're going to end up in themselves. Right. And so God is telling Israel, don't. And that was the problem. Uh, it was the problem once they got out of the desert and they entered into the promised land. He said, you're surrounded by people who are basically following nonsense. Don't get sucked into that. Be, be, be diligent. You have, and he set laws down for him. He and he he created a whole system that would protect them if they would abide by it. But as God already said, I know you're not going to do it. 
I know this is what, and, and even Moses, when he says, I know when I leave, it, it's going to be a free for all. Right. And, and you know what, right before they entered in the promised land, uh, you know, you, you have, you know, Joshua standing and says, listen, you know, you don't want to be here. Great. Go find your life. But everyone who's crossing over, you know, choose this day who you're going to serve. That's exactly right. You know, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to the promised land that was given. The promise was given to our forefathers. Right. But you, if the serving God doesn't fit your fancy, have at it. There's have lots of places to go, lots of people you can see, and a lot of gods you can serve. Right. They just can't. They're not going to help you. We're serving the only one true God. And, you know, it's interesting that Isaiah speaks so clearly on this because Isaiah was a prophet that was telling them, you're about to get hammered hard and you will not escape this. And I'm, and he tells, you know, he puts out a contrast of who he is in relation to what they've been being told by the other nations. Uh And one of the things, in in fact, one we goes in verse uh, 24, Verse 24 of Of Isaiah Isaiah 44. 44. Thus says Yahweh, your Redeemer, the one who formed you from the womb. I, Yahweh, am the maker of all things, stretching out the heavens by myself and spreading out the earth all alone. And he goes on to talk about causing the omens of the the boasters to be annulled. But this is an important thing I really would want to key in on there. Because listen to what Yahweh, the maker of all things, says. He did this all by himself. And yet, we go in, we fast forward, uh-huh. and we hear what Paul says mm-hmm. about, in, in fact, if... Yeah, uh, I've got it right here. Oh, right. Why don't you go into that? <clears throat> well, um, who made the world, according to uh, Isaiah 44, is, I did. I did it all alone. <laughs> That's that's correct, and and this is where real confusion comes in because we talk about yeah we talk about Jesus being the incarnate God yeah and we use the word incarnate God to explain that it is God, God in walk, flesh in the flesh walking amongst us right yeah. and and yet people when you when you say no Jesus Jesus is in fact God well, that's a head scratcher for them and I don't <clears throat> excuse me I don't understand why I think it's obviously the it's well the clearly te- Jesus it's is a man and then he says. I am a God. I am God. I am right. not a God. I am the God. Well, we have to, we have to understand that it was God that put on flesh. Yeah. Um, and and while he was here, which is, you know, if you're going to be studying your Bible, especially going in, uh, and if you're going to concentrate only on the New Testament, which I never recommend, you need to go back to the Old Testament to truly understand the attributes of God yeah. and to understand how he's acting because he never changes. He's yeah. the same he's, yesterday, today, Hebrews and always more. Hebrews reminds us that. That's exactly right. So, uh, in Colossians, though, here's what here is what Paul tells us about Jesus. He, Jesus, and where the, you where you? I'm sorry, it? Colossians one uh, and Colossians the first chapter, starting at verse fifteen. Verse fifteen, He, which is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or power. All things were created through him and for him. 
and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Mm -hmm. Preeminence is another way of saying first place. You're it. Yeah. <laughs> you you are at the top yeah. of the chain here. And and that's and it's always been that way. And yet it's so interesting to me how many people have difficulties um in understanding who Jesus really is. Well, I know he's my Lord and I know he's my savior, but are you telling me that Jesus is the creator of heaven and earth? Yeah. Yes, I am. In I fact, am telling you that. I keep I'm going. not telling you that because I just read it to you yeah. that the scriptures say that that is true. In fact, it goes on to say in verse 19 of that chapter, for in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross, through him, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Although you were formerly alienated and enemies in mind in evil deeds, but now he has reconciled you in the body of his flesh through death in order to present you before him, holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Now, see, that's part of the issue is that he created the heavens and the earth. He took on flesh. He he went to a cross, and it's he, he's reconciled. And his death on the cross, the blood that he shed there, reconciled people to himself. He's reconciled them. Uh, and 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 the way Jesus describes this mm -hmm. is one of the most loving chapters you can ever read in all of Scripture. And it's John, the 17th chapter. John 17 is broken down into three different categories. Now, uh, Jesus is in the upper room. He's praying with the disciples. He's getting ready to go into the Garden of Gethsemane where he's going to be arrested. He's going to be sold for the 30 pieces of silver. And he is going to be under Roman uh, control from that moment forward, or I should say, God allowing Roman control uh, over him because nobody nobody controls him. Well, literally, they <laughs> tried to wash their hands of him. That's where yeah. we get the term. <laughs> he, he he loved you and and I so much. And I'm, when I say that, I'm talking to believers. I'm not talking to non-believers. Uh, I'm talking only to a believer. He 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 loved you so much that not only was he the creator of you. But he was going to he was going to redeem you, and he was going to hold you and set you aside. And I hear people say out there all the time, "Well, what about John three sixteen? Uh, you haven't read all of John three sixteen." Uh, I can tell you very clearly uh, that the work, the atoning work of Christ on the cross, was sufficient enough for the entire world sufficient enough for the entire world, but it was only effective. I'm saying it very plainly so you can understand this. It was only effective for those that the Father had given to him. And in this prayer in John 17, the three categories of how this prayer is broken down is first, Jesus is praying for himself. You know, when Jesus came here to be in the flesh, he had to give up 
something very important. He had to give up his glory. He had to take off his glory and come in human flesh. Now he's about ready to go to the cross, and he's praying to the Father to restore his glory, to give him back his glory of what he had in the heavenly places. Uh, The second part of it is for the disciples. He's praying for the disciples. But what's important to understand about the prayer of the disciples that that he's doing, it is inclusive of us. Because he goes on in verse 20 at talking about those that would believe because of them that we would redeem the same thing, the same things. And it's, and it's John 17 and nine that clears up John three sixteen. Well, you know, context is everything. Would you not agree? Absolutely. Without context, you can find yourself in so much trouble. You've got a lot of coffee cup verses that will not mean anything to anyone. They won't reflect reality in any way. That's too. correct. The reason I bring that out is because John three sixteen is probably one of the most out of out of context, not a, a verse uh, known to man. Now it's just if you say three sixteen, people just it's a shorthand now. Right, right. Uh, God so loved the world, and and the reason why I bring context is who was Jesus talking to? Mm-hmm. He was talking to a Jew. Yes. He was talking not to just any Jew. He was talking to the teacher of Israel, according to John three ten. Right. And he was writing him, said, are you the teacher of Israel and you do not understand these things? You see, the Jewish mindset was always that, yes, there was going to come a redeemer. There was going to come a lawgiver. He would come from Judah. He would rule all nations with an iron rod. And they were looking for this person and they knew about the time he was coming. And so to Nicodemus was one that came to him at night to find out, are you that guy? Right, right. And Jesus had some interesting thing. He would he Nicodemus was looking for the kingdom of God, right? But he was looking for a different kind of kingdom, wasn't he? Well, they all were exactly. They their, wanted, their idea of the Messiah was going to be an earthly kingdom, an earthly kingdom. In other words, are you getting started? Are you going to start by throwing the Romans out and right. then establishing your rule? And but Jesus starts talking. Wait, wait a minute. That, by the way, that even happened with John the Baptist because oh, I want absolutely. you to do this after the after we get back to, to finish absolutely. this up, after we get back from break. But even John the Baptist, you know, sent messages to Jesus. Yeah. And saying, are you? Hey, are you? Are you it, or should we be looking for another? In fact, there's an interesting story on that. We should get back to that. Uh, we'll we'll get back, when we come back. back. We'll, do, we'll do that, folks. God Family Country Radio Show. Tell your friends and family about it. You can see us on Spotify and any place else that you're getting your podcast. Go to God Family Country Radio Show. Put in Pastor Kurt, and it should come right up to the top. Uh, hit the like button, and uh, it'll be something I know you'll enjoy. God bless you. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Larry Miller, and my wife and I are missionaries in El Salvador. We go to some of the poorest people in the Western Hemisphere. Many of these people live in mud houses with dirt floors. They have no running water. They don't have any latrines. We're trying to bring them hope. We're bringing them the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're bringing them food. We're bringing them medical help. We're doing it for the least of these in the name of Jesus. If you want to help us, contact us at CFCI. That stands for Christ for the City International. CFCI.org org slash El Salvador. I also need help. So any of you doctors out there, nurses, paramedics, contact us. We could use your help. Come down for a week with us. You'll get more out of this than you give, but it'll change your life forever. So if you consider being with us, cfci.org slash El Salvador. Thank you very much. God bless you. 
Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. America is free. Freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. Freedom of enterprise. And freedom is special and rare. God bless you. God, Family, Country Radio Show right here on KTSA. Grateful that you are uh, with us tonight. It's a great Sunday night. The weather is good. Thank goodness, man. We've got some heat and uh, it's just, uh, I don't want a whole lot of heat, but I like where we are right now with the heat. It's pretty, pretty wonderful weather. Um, Pat, we, uh, before we went to break, we were talking about some that, uh, you know, had some pretty heavy uh, questions for Jesus. One was Nicodemus. And then you and I started talking just for a moment about yeah. John the Baptist, right? And, um, uh, why don't you Why don't you share with everybody what, what what was really going on with John when he's in prison about who Jesus is? John always knew his destiny. He, his destiny was actually he, he was the son of a high priest. Yeah, and yet he basically walked away from that. He went into the desert. He put on he would, didn't even put on priestly clothes. He went to the desert. He wouldn't eat the foods. He was completely. Out locust, of locusts and honey. I'm telling you, you could not find someone who is almost as turned his back on the entire temple way of doing things. So much so that the uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the scribes that would go out and visit him, they had an animosity toward one another. Mm-hmm. But John knew his job was, I am here to prepare the way for the people of God. He was baptizing Jews. And to the scribes and Pharisees of that day, that was insane. You don't baptize Jews. We've are, we are already part of the people. He yeah. says, no, you're not. I'm making a way for people. But one of the things that you brought out is, you know, when he was locked up in prison, this comes from Matthew chapter 11. Mm-hmm. And he said, now when John, while imprisoned, heard of the works of Christ, he sent word by his disciples, John's disciples, and said to them, are you the expected one, or shall we look for someone else? Mm-hmm. And Jesus answered and said to him, go and report to John what you see and hear. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who does not take offense at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that God John was having to do, he was in prison. He knew that this was not going to end well. Right. And he was transferring a handoff of his disciple because he didn't need the disciples. They knew they belonged to Jesus. Right. He was just the bride, you know, he was the friend of the bridegroom, not the bridegroom itself. And so he was already tilting the his disciples, pushing them to Jesus. He wanted to, them to hear from Jesus's mouth and Jesus's, I am 
the one right. of Israel. I am the one. And he said, blessed is he who does not take offense because of me. In other words, if you if you accept what I'm saying, you've been blessed by God. Yes. And if you don't accept what I'm saying, well, that's a whole different problem. Well, you, we talked about it just briefly at break about, about yeah. John. <clears throat> well, John, his mother was Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth is close with Mary. Yeah. Uh, uh, the mother of Jesus. Uh, Jesus is, uh, Mary is roughly about uh, six months uh, or so along, and Elizabeth is in her ninth more than that. And they were, they have a show with with, uh, Abraham. They were both elderly and infertile. (laughs) uh, Yes, yes. And uh, when the two of them came to meet, because they didn't, they weren't close to each other, they, they, Mary was walking to Elizabeth. When they approached, John, in the womb of yeah. Elizabeth, kicked, leaped. Yeah, says he leaped. You know, just took a leap inside. His way of expressing, of knowing, that it was the Holy One of Israel. It was God incarnate that was about to take the earth. Even in the womb, the very first to recognize who Jesus actually was was John the Baptist. Well, you know, interestingly, what was. If you remember what Elizabeth's reaction to Mary, you know, uh, was the mother of my Lord. Yes. Now, the, Mary was was probably a, a, a young uh, teenage girl. And here was an old lady, both pregnant. Both her and Mary were very young. And so they both knew that this, they knew what was coming down. Right. And so, the you know, the unique thing about it again, and, and, and what we're trying to establish here is this is that the very God that created, that stooped down in the dust at the beginning of Genesis and formed man from the dust and breathed life into man where he became a living being, he, this is the same person that, whose hands would be nailed to a cross. Yes. And that, for so many people, is the deal breaker. Isn't this, though... <clears throat> Where the confusion comes from for people, yeah, uh, and I'm I'm making an assumption. Okay, I think there's probably a lot of people out there that are hearing all of this right now, and they're saying, "Okay, I got to go back to my Bible and really check that That's out." A very good, which thing. is a good thing. We want you to do that. Please go see it for yourself. Do not take our word for it. Although we have no intention of misleading you, we want you to go see it for yourself. Um, so. All of these things are, are are going on here, and there's we we know who we know who the creator of heaven and earth is. We know who it was that created us, and Pat was exactly right. When God breathed into the dirt and breathed life into Adam, right? That was Jesus, the Christ. Yeah, pre-carnate, before Pre- he pre-carnate, became- pre-carnate. Yeah. And, and, and again, this is where I think we're, where we're ultimately going to need to go with this conversation yeah. beyond a, a continuing well, to explain that is to explain, really go into the, the, the Trinity of understanding the Trinity, because then they're saying, well, where's the, where's, you know, look, I always thought that was the God, the father that did all of that. Where, where's he at in all of this? Well, and, and, and so you can see where that can kind of go. Oh, right? absolutely. In fact, let's look at it this way. Trinity is a shortened version of triunity. Right. Triune God. And what they were trying to say is that 
God. There is only one God. All these other beings, or if they're, and as Paul said, if there are other gods and other kings or whatever, he said, there is only one creator of heaven and earth, and to whom all the things are going to be. Now, is, but that, he is, that, the same, is that the same God that the Jewish people worship? Yes, absolutely. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? That is exactly right. That's who that is? That is who. That is the one who went and called Abraham, you know, from Ur of Chaldees. You know, that is the same Abraham who walked in the garden in the cool of the day and said, Adam, where are you? Right. You know. My whole point for saying that was, and, and being rhetorical with the question is, as I know that, I want, I want everyone to know that. The, the, the event that we have coming up that's going to be on the 28th of February, Common Ground, you, you need to come and be there. You're going to see a lot. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to, you're going to, at the same time, you're going to have the opportunity to create relationships that be, that never before were an opportunity for you. That's what's so amazing about common ground. Yeah. It, the doors are going to open at six 30. It'll start at 7 PM. And uh, it's going to be a great evening. Uh, Wednesday, February 28th. Now, how do you get there? You have to email me and tell me you want to come. There is very high security that is there that's going to be uh, protecting us all from the evils that would love to come in and, you know, disrupt and destroy. And so we're not giving you the location. All I'll tell you is, is that it's in San Antonio somewhere. I will give you the location once you have uh, once you have sent me the email with your name and anybody that you may be bringing with you. And at the same time, uh, we will do, there is a little vetting that's going on, making sure you are who you say you are. And we are then going to have the opportunity to have you come and be a part of this very special night. How you do that, you email me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. It's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will get you started. We will send you back the, the, not only the invite, but we will send you the location and the opportunity for you to come and be with us. This is why we're doing this. This is why Pat and I are doing this. This is why uh, so many other people are involved in this to understand because everything you thought was true in your church. Well, I, some we'll churches put it to the test. <laughs> we'll put it. We'll put it to the test. That's exactly right. Some churches are teaching these things, but others are not. Remember, this is common ground. <laughs> it's not to go to tell your opinions or hear their opinions. It is to find the common ground, and, and that's that's and, why we're doing this. And that's what we're doing. God bless you. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before. 
more, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. My dad, a gentleman, taught me valuable lessons growing up. Walk closely with God, have a strong work ethic, and always do the right thing. When working with clients, these lessons have served me well. When we meet, you'll have a thorough understanding of the strategies we use. Robin Hopp is here, president of Big State Financial. Ultimately, we will find out what your goals are in retirement. When do you want to retire? Do you have enough saved to retire or is there a gap? If you want your hard-earned retirement safe, protected from market losses, and an income for life, call me, 210-373-6000. If you're concerned about outliving your retirement savings, call me, 210-373-6000. We're here to serve, and as my dad taught me, always do the right thing. Give me a call, 210-373-6000, 210-373-6000, and let's get started. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. You are born to stand out Set yourself apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. God bless you. We're grateful that you're staying with us tonight. Pat and I have uh, uh, just something that's been heavy on our heart uh, to give you a better understanding of who our Jesus is. Um, This is going to be, uh, uh, again, common ground is exactly that. It is not about, you know, I don't I don't expect Christians to come in and try to be jamming. Uh, our Lord and Savior down their throat. Uh, that's not what that's not what this has been about. We, this event is about we are one family, one family in God. We are the only two religions. Let me say it a better way. I don't like the word religion. We are only two faith believing systems that believe in the same God. That's it. No other. No other belief system serves the same God. I don't care if you're talking about, you know, Buddhism, uh, Confucius, whether you're talking about um, Islam, Muhammad, no, false gods. There's no truth in any of it. We serve the same God, Christians and Jews. We're coming together on February 28th, common ground. That's what it's about. Pat, when we uh, when we were talking during the break, mm-hmm. um, we, we were starting to talk about the Trinity, right? right? And we're and understanding going understanding um, who Jesus is. We know that Jesus is God. We know Jesus is the Creator of heaven and earth. We know that He is the one that was breathing life into us. There was a decision we know through understanding the power of God through election, the chosen people of Israel, the apple of His eyes. The, 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 the Jewish people uh, were his chosen people. Uh, it, us in, as, as Gentiles, and I'm going through a lot of theology real quick just to get to this point of understanding that we were chosen and elected by God as well, that the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and to understand that, in fact, we are one family. However, when we're talking about Jesus— We tend to trap him only in the New Testament here. It's the only place that we really see Jesus, when the fact of the matter is, is that we see Jesus in the Old Testament from the beginning of of Genesis all the way through. And you had brought up 
some scripture in the New Testament in Matthew, right? Yeah. Earlier I was reading the the account of John sending his disciples to, to, okay, who are you, so to speak? And Jesus gave him, they gave him a description and said, you should know who I am. But now he goes on, and this is at the end in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 25, and he's praying to his father. He's gone through a whole, he's told how great John the Baptist is, but now he says, and I'll start at verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. And this is here's the most here is the most uh, amazing verse. Come to me, all who are he- weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble and you will, you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, Jesus is right now we have, who do we have? We have the father right now. And Jesus says, no one really knows the father except the son and to whom the son is going to reveal him. Right. Yes. And yet now, now we're at a, 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 a dual, a do two people, so to speak. Right. Right. And so we're we're going to bring in the third person. We are, which is the power, which is the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we see the first from the very first verse in the Bible, mm-hmm. in first chapter in Genesis, yes, and the is. Spirit hovered over the formless earth at that time. That's correct. And so we're introduced to the Holy Spirit at the very beginning. And Jesus says, I'm going to send this Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask the Father who will send the Holy Spirit to you. Right. And so now we have three unique people, don't we? All under the Godhead, one nature being shared by three three, three persons. Correct. Three, three persons. And Not three individual we, gods. but We were having a cup of coffee earlier before we started the show, and I was describing it. The, this way, and I think it's it's a fair way to look at it. We serve one God mm-hmm. in three persons. Correct. Okay, so that right there is confusing to a lot of people. But let me let me help with that a little bit. One God, one mind, one one essence of who He is. That same mind, that same essence, is then the same mind and essence of all three. In other words, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, all operating from one mind, one essence of who they are. It is. Yes. They're operating in different ways, but in everything they do, it is one and oneness of God. They're working toward a singular goal. And we'll talk about the goal in a little bit, but, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, place where we can really go, you know, is Ephesians, the first chapter. Mm-hmm. I mean, because what we do is we see in Ephesians chapter one, you know, and, and this is Paul, and he's thanking them. So I'm always making mention of you, my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you 
a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. I pray that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of inheritance in the saints. And he goes on to say, what's the surpassing greatness of his power to us who believe? And, you know, he goes on, you know, the talking about he brought about, and this is verse 20 of first in the first chapter of Ephesians, he, the father brought about in Christ when he, the father raised him from the dead Mm -hmm. and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he has put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as a head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You know, and and so we, you know, his spirit has been sent. You know, in fact, this is what he talks about in verse 13. In him, you also, listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him, Christ, with the Holy Spirit of promise, who, now that notice that, it's not what, it is who. The Spirit is a who, it is a person. That's right. And it is given as a pledge of our inheritance. Pledge is an interesting word in the Greek, arabane. It is a down payment. It is, uh, it is, it was a common use. It was a part of the trade. I'll give you an example. If you were wanting to recover the chairs mm-hmm. uh, and you wanted to, to pick a fabric, you would get an Arabani of different swatches. Right. And then you, but you knew there was a whole roll waiting for you. I had no yeah. idea you were a home decorator. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Not a good one. That's for sure. Uh, nothing but uh, deer heads and all this other stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but again, the Holy Spirit is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. So uh, what you're reading in Ephesians one is so important for us to understand because in Ephesians at the beginning of Ephesians and in a very short couple of verses at the very beginning, uh, Paul is telling you how you became his. Right. And, 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 it was no work of your. It was let me. It was not a work of your own. It was the work of God. Oh yeah. Let's talk a second about the seal. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, Paul tells us that we were predestined to be His before the world ever began. We were chosen before our names were already written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Before you were ever a thought in your parents' mind. Oh, yeah. That you would belong to them. I'm going all the way back before there was an earth, before there was a heaven. The decision had been made by God and by God alone who would belong to him and who would not. Mm-hmm. This is this is the idea of understanding election of which the Bible talks about from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And for people that think that they have free will to make the decision themselves, uh, good luck with that. Well, you could say is this. God has created the will in every, you know, God has created the will. And so the will that God has created uh, will respond to the effectual calling of God. <coughs> Those who haven't got the seal, if you will, right, 
will hear the message, but they, yeah. they won't respond. No. They they don't have the seal. In fact, that you were in last night uh, in in John chapter six, uh-huh. and uh, and he and uh, you know in Jesus where Jesus says, and this is six twenty seven. He said, "Don't work for food that perishes, and and but food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you." For on him, the, the one who he's giving this to, the Father, God, has set his seal. The Father sets the seal, and the Son gives the life. It's a stamp of approval saying, yeah. this one belongs to you, Jesus. And when Je- and they were asking, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus said, this is the work of God, yes. that you believe in him whom he, the Father, has sent. Right. So you have two people, and then we have the Spirit coming in. Now there's your triunity, right? But you can't you can't believe in who God is if God has not given you the ears to hear and the eyes to see. Well, you think you do. Well, yes, because there are a lot of people out there that have a profession of faith, but they do not possess what I'm saying possessing possessing the power of the Holy Spirit. They're doing it carnally, and um, and that never has saved anybody. Uh, the greatest example of that is probably Judas. Judas saw the incredible work, knew exactly who Jesus was, uh, uh, saw the miracles uh, that Jesus was able to perform, and yet his very purpose in life was to sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver to fulfill the scriptures, of which the, the Bible tells us that Jesus chose him knowing that he was the son of perdition to do all of these things uh, that would ultimately would ultimately bring him to the cross. You know, Jesus had faced this again. Well, what I was just reading out of, of, of uh, is John six is a fascinating one. These people were crowding to Jesus because they got free meals. They knew they got free meals and free health care. And, they kept coming to him, and Jesus said, the only reason you're coming to me is because I know why you're coming to me. You don't really belong to me, but you keep coming because you want a meal. Then Jesus hits him with this one. I am the bread of life. Yeah. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. But I have said to you that you have seen me, uh-huh. and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. And he said, for I have not come from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. There's two individual persons there again. And he said, this is the will of him who sent me, that all that he, the Father, has given me, I lose nothing but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. And again, from there, it goes downhill. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It, it, it's like they shall be taught what God he talks about. Right. And said, not that anyone has seen the father except the one who is from God. He has seen the father. And truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. That's present tense and cannot be taken away. And that's part of why, you know, and after this one encounter, he loses a lot of followers. Oh, absolutely. They Everybody, walk away like nobody's business. Well, again, they're looking for a king. They're looking for an earthly king. They're looking for somebody that's going to bail them out, that's going to feed them. They're looking for a, a, a communist. I saw a great meme the other day. Mm-hmm. You want to teach your kids about communism? You take your, if you have two kids, you, you take the oldest and you say, I'm going to, you're going to do this job and I'm going to give you $10. And when the job is done, you don't give him $10. You give him, you give him 
$5. And he says, well, wait, I was supposed to get 10. He goes, no, I'm giving the other five to your sister, but she didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the yeah, well, well. Welcome to communism. That's what communism is. Teach it to your kids. But this is what they were expecting. They were looking for a king that was going to take care of them. Give them all the handouts. Yeah. We're running late. Got to take this break. Stay tuned. This is the God Family Country Radio Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Have the strength of character to make the world a better place. Leave your children a United States that they will be proud of. Well, God bless you. This is the God, Family, Country Radio Show right here on KTSA. We've been, boy, we've been talking about a whole lot. Uh, We've been talking about who Jesus is uh, and really spending that time and then talking about the Trinity and understanding, giving, trying, hopefully trying to give you a better understanding of exactly what and who our God is, uh, understanding that what we talked about very clearly. And again, if you missed the first hour and you're just joining us, we want to make sure that you'll go to our podcast. Our podcast uh, from this particular show will be up tomorrow morning, and you'll have the ability to uh, go to Spotify or any place that you're getting your podcast material, put in the God Family and Country Radio Show. And then add Pastor Kurt to it. It'll come right to the top. It'll give you the opportunity to go back and listen to the first hour. Because in that hour, we really spent a good fair amount of time explaining who Jesus Christ truly is. Mm -hmm. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is our Lord and our Savior. He is the God. Who became flesh. Who became flesh. He is the God who, who... loved and chose the Jewish people. He is the God that says that they are the apple of my eye. He is the God that took Paul and sent him to the Gentiles, nations of the world, and became the apostle to the Gentiles to let them know that those that have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, that you are to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that they would know me that they would believe in who I am. And this is what we've been talking about. And so we're going to continue with this a little bit because there's two places, Pat, I know we need to go. We need to go back to John 6 because there's so much more great detail there for us. I think another place that we're going to have to go probably after that will be John 17. Well, yeah, we'll go to that because there's an important verse in there that I think we really want to want to touch on. Yeah. Uh, So we're, we're going to do that. Hey, last thing, if you just are joining us, this this coming Wednesday night, February 28th, is going to be our Common Ground event. Uh, it's a summit where we are bringing Christians and Jews together. This is it. We're going to do it this particular night. We're hoping someday that we'll have another one in the future. Um, but you need to be there at this inaugural event because we are taking it to Austin, and then we are taking it to Dallas, and we're taking it to Houston. And when we're done there, We're going out to West Texas, and then from there, we are taking it across the United States to expand this idea of common ground that's not just an idea, it's godly, about Jews and Christians coming together. And so you're going to want to be a part of it. Common ground this Wednesday night, you do that by getting a hold of me. You must email me if you want to come. It's pastorcurtis at gmail.com. P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. We'll send you the invitation and the location of where it will be. This Wednesday night, doors are going to open at 630, and we will start the event at 7 
p.m. I'm going to be there. Obviously, Pat Coyle yeah. is going to be there. Lance Hoppus will be there. We have the uh, IDF, which is the Israeli Defense Forces, that are going to come in and give us a special briefing, too, and everything that's going on in Israel. And you're going to have a chance to meet uh, some incredible friends and family that you've never had the opportunity to meet your Jewish brothers and sisters that will be there. So with that, we were talking about Jesus, and John is giving us a better explanation now. John is uh, just recounting exactly what Jesus is saying, and he is telling us what he is faced with as uh, a group. And, and this is interesting. This is John going into chapter uh, 6, a very long chapter, incidentally, but very yeah. worth the read. He said, He's, he's, these things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Calpurnum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, does this cause you to stumble? What if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. And this is an important one because Jesus, for Jesus knew from the beginning, there's that foreknowledge of God, who they were who did not believe and who it was that would betray him. And he said to them, for this reason I have said to you, that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. Yes. And as a result, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. Got so bad, he said to the, the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom will we go? Yeah, where, where are we, where go? we going? <laughs> you, know, you have the words of eternal life. We have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. And he said, did I not myself choose you in the 12, and yet one of you is a devil? He already, he already knew. Yeah. That's the foreknowledge. Jesus had foreknowledge. He didn't give up knowledge. When Jesus was, was, yeah. was here with us, amongst us, yeah. there's not any person that he ever came across where there was ever a, a conversation or a, a greeting or a multitude of people for that matter, even at the feeding of the 5,000, the 4,000, no matter what the event was, he knew every single person there, whether they belonged to him or they didn't. He said, all that will, all the father grants, everyone that the father puts the seal on will come to him and all who come to him, he will not turn away. That's correct. And, and yet he also understood that, the reason you can't under you hear what I'm saying, it's clear that of what I'm saying, but you don't get it because you were not sealed by the Father, and the Father has not granted it for you to come to me, and He accepted that. That's correct. Uh, so, but when we look at when we look at um, uh, let's look at John the eighth chapter, okay, John eight, because again, this goes back to what uh, Pat and I have been teaching tonight about who Jesus is. 
that he is he one he's always existed he didn't come in the form of a baby right he has always existed he took on flesh and comes to the earth to save and to be the our lord and savior and for us to know exactly who he is he is the creator of heaven and earth so he runs into some problems in john the eighth chapter with the pharisees they're giving him all kinds of trouble and as uh, well which for jesus is no trouble at all um but uh He says in John 8, I'll pick it up in verse 56. He says, your father, this is Jesus speaking. He says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. I mean, what a statement. What a statement Jesus is making to to these Pharisees and Sadducees. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Jesus was the one that was speaking with Abraham. I know that's shocking to a lot of people, but that's what the word of God tells us. And it's absolute truth. Look look at the response from the Jewish people in verse 57. Then the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham. I mean, they're saying, who is this? You you're know, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not in this particular verse, but they're they're obviously thinking back. He said, "Can can anything good come, uh, yeah. come out of Nazareth? Can there be anything good that comes out of Nazareth?" And here you are telling us that you've been talking with Abraham, and and Abraham was rejoicing to see your day, and he has seen it. You're telling us all of this stuff. This guy must be completely out of his mind. And then Jesus says this to him. Most assuredly, I say to you, when Jesus says, most assuredly, I say to you, you better perk up. You better be paying very close attention. Amen. Amen. Most assuredly, I say to you, Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. I am. Jesus is the I am. Yeah, and he said, well, "Who, who should I send to sending me?" When he talked to Pharaoh, <laughs> he said, "Tell him that I am that I am." And interestingly enough, to give you a little, uh, as we wound down, is that imagine if uh, Donald Trump—and I'll just throw a political tin on it—was to stand in front of a crowd and say to people, "You know what? I had a conversation last night with Abra- with uh, Abraham Lincoln." And uh, and George Washington, and they both agreed that I would be the best choice for this. What do you think the news media would be reporting the next morning? You're out of your You're mind. You're out of your mind. <laughs> you have talked to Abraham Lincoln and George. No, not going to happen. Yeah, you guys had a conversation. You sat down, had a cup of coffee yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you were working yeah. out all the details. Yeah. Joe may have his problems, but it ain't that. That's exactly right. <laughs> we're going to take this break. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I. 
S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before. And it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. Hello, South Texas. When it comes to retirement, it's not just what you earn that's important. It's what you keep. I'd like to share an idea with you that can help you keep more of your hard-earned retirement savings. The government controls what you keep through taxation. What if there was a way to turn your retirement savings into tax-free income? Where will your retirement take you? Traveling, spending more time with family and friends, or just relaxing and reading a good book? Speaking of books, I have a great book that you'll want to read right now. Robin Hopkins is here, go to my website, bigstatefinancial.com and request a tax-free retirement book. Go to my website. It's the name of my company, bigstatefinancial.com and request a copy of the book, Tax-Free Retirement. It's real and it's free. Visit bigstatefinancial.com right now and request your tax-free retirement book. That's bigstatefinancial.com. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Our Constitution is a document in which we, the people, tell the government what it is allowed to do. We, the people, are free. God bless you. Pastor Kurt here with uh, Pat Coyle. And um, I have a lot of fun doing the show with you. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, It's it's, it's, uh, when you're bouncing theology back and forth. it is really something that, first of all, you and I both love it, right? right? And I'm, we're praying all of you are enjoying it as well. Um, well, it's iron sharpening it's just, iron. It is. It is. And, you know, there's things you think of sometimes, things I think of right. we, that we, we bring. And we really weren't planning on going there, but God sends us down a particular little rabbit hole that turns out to be something really amazing. And we're not leaving the scriptures. No, we're not leaving the scriptures and we're not trying we are doing everything we can not to give you our opinion. Mm-hmm. And if there's an opinion, uh, we'll certainly make sure that you're aware of it. Um, but we're giving you the scriptures. And uh, again, we say it all the time. Um, any pastor that is worth his salt will tell you, uh, go search it for yourself. Go look and see. And the reason why Pat and I do that, we have no intention, nothing in our heart that says we want to deceive you. We want you to do it because we want you to know it. We, you need to know it. Uh, we are not responsible for your salvation. We are responsible for the things that we are saying on the airwaves uh, and reaching so many uh, thousands of people uh, with the word of God, uh, our responsibility, and we'll be judged accordingly uh, with that. In fact, we'll be judged twice as much That's as, James as tells, any was. Yeah, James tells yeah. us not many of you should become teachers because you will incur a heavier penalty. Right. You know, Listen, must both best Kurt and I, we've we've been deceived before. And this has actually sure. driven us into the scriptures to find out what is what. And all we're sharing is what the scriptures are saying. And and again, that's why we're not deviating from the scriptures. Nor are we taking it out of context. And, and incidentally, not only uh the scriptures, but also you've we've got uh, 2,000 years of recorded church history with people who've been faithful. People have fought over these ideas. And these are the ideas that have been from the very beginning. 
And, and uh, yet, can, I, can I say it, that just a little bit differently? Yeah, please. Um, these are not ideas, in my opinion. Yeah, well, these are truths. These are truths. The, this, this word that God has given to us is accurate. It is truthful. Uh, in everything I do in my life, and I realize some people will say, boy, you really are out of your mind. Uh, but in everything I do, I, I look at everything from a biblical perspective. I, I look at it from that standpoint. I know you do too, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> when we see the things going on in the world, yeah. um, we can we can look to a biblical perspective. Not that we're just piecemealing and trying to put things together. No. Uh, we know that the war that we're seeing in uh, in Israel right now is the war uh, with Amalek. Uh, we we know that every generation is is seeing those types of wars, and this this one has become more intensified. We know these things because we've taken the time through the power of the Holy Spirit, not of our own. Okay, not 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 of our own. God has revealed it to us in the Scriptures. Yeah, and it's important for us that that and for you, the listener here, is to g- open up your Bible. Pray that God gives you the ears to hear and the eyes to see yeah. that when you're when you're seeing and understanding these attributes of who God is, which are clearly described for us, you don't know who God is. You've never met God. Nope, I've never met with him. Uh, I, I, I meet him all the time in prayer. And through his word. And through his word, I do. Absolutely, I do. Um, but I believe the perspective that I come from, the perspective that Pat comes from, mm-hmm. from the perspective that Lance comes from, is to the word of God. Yeah, it's anchored. What does it say? And then staying truthful to that word. And um, one, when you first of all, when you do that, uh, life gets a whole lot easier. <laughs> well, it really, it really does. There's in a lot of ways. Yes. A, well, in other ways, not so much. There's a lot of aha moments, right? right? Yeah. There's some aha moments and you go, which happens to us all, by the way, all the time, even though we've read this, this book, you know, probably hundreds of times, uh, God is constantly revealing more and, 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 and we're, not shocked by it. There's just the aha moment that comes from it, right? Well, you know, when we talk about revealing, there's this illumination of what's already there. You know, back we read earlier in uh, Isaiah 44, he said, I'm the one who causes the end from the beginning. I'm working all things out toward a grand plan. And if you think you're a God, then you tell me what I'm doing. Right. And yet here is Jesus saying, and later, and many of the things we're talking about, Jesus says, I'm telling you this in advance so you know when it happens that I am he. Yes. Everything is to confirm the actual true identity. In fact, what we, you know, where we were at in John, you know, we were talking about those people, the Jews he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And he said, now we know, and this is verse 52 of, of chapter 8. Now we know you have a demon. You're nuts. Remember when I made that right. little analogy of Trump got in there and said, right. "Oh, I talked to uh, I talked to Abraham and Lincoln and George Washington, and he they were behind right. me." Right. Well, Jesus, they said, "Yeah, we know you're nuts. Now you have a demon. Abraham died, and the prophets also. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death." And they heard him correctly. That's exactly what he told them. In you know, in verse fifty-one, truly, truly, again, another truly, truly. I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And and said, surely you're not greater than our father Abraham, who died, and the prophets died too. Who do you make yourself out to be? 
And Jesus said, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, he is our God. And yet, and you have not come to know him, but I know him. And if I say that I don't know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. That's where we were. That's where we kind of left off. Right. And but just to cap on, they understood exactly what he said. They understood every word that he meant, and they responded accordingly. Because when Jesus said, "Before Abraham was, I am," therefore they when picked he, up stones. When they, yes, when Jesus said that to them, that triggered boom. They knew. I mean, the, the, the vile hatred that came from the Pharisees and the Sadducees at that moment, they knew exactly what it was that Jesus was saying. Their heads exploded. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And in fact, the response was exactly the way it should have been if right. anyone else other than Jesus would have uttered those words. Like, exactly. And he said, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. That's right. His time was not yet. He had power. He had declared himself. And again, that is what we've been talking about. Who is this Jesus who claims to have existed before time, who mm -hmm. claims, I mean, any human being who would say that today would be insane. No one would listen to him. But one problem, Jesus was doing so many things that couldn't be ignored, raising dead people, healing the blind, and he's point, pit, poking a finger in the eye of everyone who comes against him saying, who do you think? That was basically what they're saying. Who do you think you are? Right. And that's the point we want to get across to the audience is, who do you say that he is? And again, that was a big part of after the, you know, who do you, you know, Jesus wanted to know, okay, who do people say that I am? And they gave and a couple should, answers. Yeah, and you, but you should really, you should really think about it before you speak. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. You want to make sure that if you're going to speak and you're going to say that, you better get it right. Uh, you know, how do we get it right? And again, we go back to the scriptures again because unless God has revealed it and He has confirmed it. You are just operating on opinions. I'm operating on opinions. And we've got, for every human being on this planet, there's an opinion that you have to wade through. Right. But if you don't have the filter of God's word and the illumination of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you are going to be uh you are going to be food for wolves. You know. I, I, and that's what we don't want. No, we not at no, all. No, we simply we don't know if you have the ears to hear or not. Uh, we pray that you do. You hear the words. You, yeah, of course you yeah. hear the words, but it's not making sense. You're, you know, you're, you're saying to yourself, "Hey, uh, I've been going to church for thirty years, and I've never heard what you two guys are talking about." That's well, a problem. That's <laughs> that's why the God Family Country Radio Show exists. Exactly, it exists for the very purpose because of all of these things that are not talking about. I mean, why should you, why why should you show up to an event like Common Ground? <laughs> because it's it's a godly duty that God said you must do if you belong to Him, and not necessarily to show up at the Common Ground. Okay. But the responsibility that you have, that you owe a debt to the Jewish people. Jesus, uh, uh, Paul said very clearly, I will not have you ignorant about this one thing, that 
that that to the Jewish people, we had a responsibility, a debt that was owed to them. How you and you say to yourself, what what debt? I, I don't know anybody, you know, or what are we talking? Are we talking about reparations here or something? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's and that and I, I know that goes through a lot of people's head when I start talking about a debt. No, this is a godly debt <clears throat> that we owe to the Jewish people. <laughs> you cling to your Bible, you say you know the word of God. You should be thankful to the Jewish people. In fact, they said salvation comes from the Jews. Salvation, Jesus, uh, Jesus said it. Jesus said that salvation is of the Jews. Yeah, and we, uh, God has preserved his word through that people and has brought it. The very fact you have a Bible today is as a result of God's supernatural <clears throat> working through one group of people and carrying it down. God's word will never pass away, he says. Here's what Paul said. Excuse me. Here's what Paul said in Romans, the 15th chapter of Romans, and at verse 27. Excuse me. Paul says this, It pleased them indeed that they are their debtors. Mm -hmm. For if a Gentile has been partaker of the spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. It's a duty. It's a debt that we owe. Okay, so what's the debt? The debt is the word of God. Every word in this book pinned painstakingly by Jewish hands, with the exception of the book of Luke. Every word. Holy Spirit inspired to be true, but they are, in fact, the keeper of God's word. Yeah, They have been the ones that have passed the word of God down from generations to generations. It is a holy, holy, holy word. And, and, and they've been the keeper of it to make sure that you and I would have it. What else have they given to us? Well, they gave us, you know, uh, start, start thinking of, of, uh, Noah, think of Abraham, think of Moses, um, Look at the prophets that have been given to us, the prophecies that we see in the Old Testament for us to look at. <clears throat> Excuse me, the in the New Testament, knowing that the family that would are of what our Lord and Savior would come in the incarnate presence of being God amongst us came from a Jewish family. Uh, our Lord and Savior operated in everything he did as a Jew. In fact, very, very rarely in scriptures did he ever speak to a Gentile. Very rarely. Extremely rarely. Uh, We have the disciples that our Lord and Savior gave us. We have the, the Apostle Paul. For quite frankly, I think you could argue, and we're not going to do it tonight, but you could argue, that without Paul's epistles, uh, you and I have a hard time figuring out where you and I fit in. Because if you're going to look back to the Gospels, they were written to the Jewish people. You know, what's interesting is that uh, uh, while you were in Romans 15, Uh I was reading a little ahead right after that. Uh This is verse 30, Uh you know, of 15. Now, I beg you. Yeah, and I'll read this. This is out of the NASB. It says, Now I urge you, brethren, 
by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God. So you have prayers to God. What's the Lord's Prayer? Our Father. So you have the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of the Spirit, all in that one packed verse right Uh there. Again, we want you to know that God is one, and he has three persons, each doing their part in our sancti- in our glorification, our sanctification, our our calling, all of these uh, without one. If you get it, you can get a lot of things wrong, but if you get this wrong, doesn't matter what you get right. Right. You you're not. If the Jesus that you have cobbled together isn't the Jesus that can save you, you're in a dangerous position because you can serve your whole life that Jesus and find yourself at the end. What did they say in Matthew chapter 7? He said, hey, haven't we prophesied in your name? Haven't we cast out demons in your name? Haven't we done many miracles in your name? And Jesus said, I don't know who you are. Exactly right. Uh, folks, <clears throat> we've got to take this break. This is the God Family and Country Radio Show. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more for you. Uh, tell your friends and family about us. God bless you. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Larry Miller, and my wife and I are missionaries in El Salvador. We go to some of the poorest people in the Western Hemisphere. Many of these people live in mud houses with dirt floors. They have no running water. They don't have any latrines. We're trying to bring them hope. We're bringing them the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're bringing them food. We're bringing them medical help. We're doing it for the least of these in the name of Jesus. If you want to help us, contact us at CFCI. That stands for Christ for the City International, cfci.org. O-R-G slash El Salvador. I also need help. So any of you doctors out there, nurses, paramedics, contact us. We could use your help. Come down for a week with us. You'll get more out of this than you give. It'll change your life forever. So if you consider being with us, cfci.org slash El Salvador. Thank you very much. God bless you. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. America is freedom. Freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. Freedom of enterprise. And freedom is special and rare. Well, God bless you. This is God, Family, Country Radio Show. Pastor Kurt and Pat Coyle here tonight. And uh, it's been a great blessing to be with you. We're grateful you're staying with us on the show. Uh, To see this through, we've talked about so much. Uh, We've talked about how important it is for us to understand who God truly is who is Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's creator of heaven and earth. Yes, he is. He is our Lord and our Savior. He is the same God that was speaking to the Jewish people. He's the same God. Um, how, how does a Jewish person then see the kingdom of heaven? 
uh, well, they know Jesus, but they know Jesus by a different name. They know him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What was the requirement for them to see the kingdom of heaven? To believe, to believe, to believe. What is the requirement for us as Gentiles in the New Testament? Well, we would all say and know those that truly, truly believe it's to believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But that is the same God. It is exactly the same God. He's the same God that never changes. He is the same in the Old Testament. He is the same today, and he's going to be the same for forever and forever. And, and, and so what is the requirement for us? It's the same thing, to believe. Now, how do you believe? You only believe is if the Holy Spirit has come upon you and brought it to and, and, and giving you the gifting of being able to give your life to Christ. It is the work of God and the work of God alone. It's the same in the Old Testament with the Jewish people. It's the same with the Jewish people today, as well as it is for us as believers. You know, belief is an important thing, but your belief is in it's got to be anchored in some facts. Yes. And I'm, I'm thinking of Galatians chapter four and it says, and so also we, while we were children were held in bondage under the elementary things of the world. Yes. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under law so that he might redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, and Abba. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. However, at the time when you did not know God and you were slaves to those who were by nature of no gods. Again, remember how we started this. One God versus all these gods of the nations around them. And he said, that's who he pulled you out of. Right. And in the fullness of time, he sent his son and he has sent the spirit to those who, if this makes sense to you, and this is what I believe that, then you've been sealed by the father. That, and well, that's eternal correct. life belongs to you. Yeah. And if this is all Greek, you've got some bigger issues. Pray that the God would open up your eyes. That That's correct. That's correct. It's a it's a life altering, life changing moment when yeah. when the spirit comes upon you. Um, some feel it, some don't feel it. Uh, but but the but it is an awesome event. Uh, I remind people you were going one way, you were walking down the road, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you have down a one eighty, and you are now coming back the other way, being drawn closer and closer to our Lord, and. Um, and how does that all happen? It happens exactly how what Pat was saying. It happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It happens because he first chose us in him. Um, it was the foreknowledge of God choosing who would belong to him and who wouldn't. I know people don't like these the, the way we're talking about it, but that's exactly the way the scripture gives it to us. And in other words, we, we can't pick and choose in the Bible what we will believe and what we won't. You can sit there and say, well, you're right about this, but I'm, there's no way in the world I'm going to believe about that. You have a very serious problem on your hands. Uh, you, you, need to, you need to be prayerful and, 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 and search the scriptures. And when you do, you will find that you'll find yourself at a point of repentance because you know now what the truth of God's word is. You know, is. God, you know, the command 
all power had been given to Jesus after the cross. Well, actually before the cross, but he said he sends them out and he said to proclaim this message. God is proclaiming a message of reconciliation to all men. Mm -hmm. And he is giving that offer, but not all men are going to see it. I get it. But if this is something you want, you want to be reconciled to God, you want an eternal life, then this is the message. God's already done the work on the cross. It is yours to receive by faith, which will be a gift from God. And if this is what you want, you pray to God. You said, "This I want this. This is something I really want. I want a new life, and I want eternal life, because it, there's only two destinies. Yeah, you know, but even in that, Pat, I mean, and I agree with you. That's yeah. exactly what you need to be prayerful for and yeah. ask for. That can't happen until, or, or, or have it something that's not just a feeling that you have. I'm talking about something that's at the very core of who you are. You, you're saying, I don't know what's ha- what happened to me, but I am now believing in who this, this God is. I know that there's a God. I don't know all the things that I need to know uh, right now, but I do know this. I know that he is the one that I should be clinging to. Yeah. And, and and so that can't happen to you because the you know again how do how do Pat and I know these things? We know it because of what the Scripture says in Romans uh, one eighteen through verse thirty two. They 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 knew that there was a God. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Okay, ultimately being turned over to a debased mind. If you are if Christ is is if you're thinking that. I need to give my life to Christ. I'm telling you that the power of the Holy Spirit is already at work in you. You know, how do people handle the guilt in their life? All people, deep down at their core, and Romans talks about this, they know they have sinned. They know that their state is not good. And people are looking for ways to be able to assuage that. They'll religious ideas, tell me what to do. Tell me what I need to do. What do I need to think? How do I need to? There is a core in every human being that knows that they and God do not have the right relationship with one another. They need to be reconciled with God. And they, got, they have that at the core, but how do I do that? And that's the right. point we're bringing out. That, that, but, but that even at that point, that's, that a, can't that's happen, a work of God. That is the work of God. And so if you've got that in you and you said, I want to be reconciled to God, how do I do that? Well, guess what? The work has already been done. That's what Christ went on the cross to do. He offers you that reconciliation with God as a gift. He adopts you into his own family so that you'll never be without him. But the reality is that he's already done the work. You receive it by faith, which is a gift from God, not of works. In other words, you can't do anything to get him to give it to you. Mm -hmm. And he did that for a reason. So that no man can boast and said, hey, I did the right thing, guys. You should do the right thing. No, if what we're saying makes sense, then the Spirit of God is already working. And I encourage you to go further. Get on your knees and ask him, say, listen, Father, I know I need to be reconciled. Thank you for what God has already done. I want this, and I want this faith that you promised. Absolutely. Uh, and then, and then, pay attention to uh, yeah. what what we talk about on the God Family Country Radio Show. Uh, find a good, strong Bible church. You may have to do a little searching to find that, but they are out there. And uh, and know uh, that uh, uh, that when you're there, to pay very close attention and, and to find good people to help you with good 
with uh, good teaching skills, you know, right? God's yeah, God's God will do that for you. Believe it or not, absolutely, He'll uh, lead you. He'll lead you because how we found all of this was as a result of God's action in oh, our yeah. life. Which incidentally, yeah, I wish I could tell you I was that brilliant. Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, all of us. Uh, we're we're going to take this final break, folks. Uh, listen to our commercial for Common Ground. It's coming up very quickly. It'll be here just in a couple of days, February 28th. God bless you. We'll be right back. Well, God bless you. This is Pastor Kurt right here from the God Family and Country Radio Show. And I want to encourage you to mark your date, February 28th, for a group called Common Ground, where we're bringing Jews and Christians together just to meet each other, to know each other. And we want you to be a part of this very special evening. It's going to be from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on February 28th. Now, because of security, we're going to ask that you send to us an email. You can send it directly to me at pastorcurtis at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And we will send you an invitation to be a part of this very special evening. It's never really been done like this before, and it's going to be something that's very special. Common ground, bringing Christians and Jews together. This is a very important night, and we pray that you'll be a part of it. God bless you. The Jewish Foundation of San Antonio has set up an Israel crisis fund. Your donation will be matched dollar for dollar by a $1 million match from the Bar Yadin Family Foundation. 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. Here's how you get in touch with them to make your donation. Write this down. Jewish Federation of San Antonio. Their phone number 210-302-6960. That number again, the Jewish Federation of San Antonio, you can contact them to donate to the Israel Crisis Fund, 210-302-6960. Remember, 100% of your donation and that match goes directly to the victims of terror on Israel. We thank you very much. You're listening to the God, Family, and Country Radio Show. Our Constitution is a document in which we the people tell the government what it is allowed to do. We the people are free. Well, God bless you. God, Family, Country Radio Show. Pastor Kurt here with Pat Coyle. We've been talking. Boy, we've thrown a lot at you tonight. Yeah. A lot. But it's necessary. You know, I I used to do do a half-hour show. Uh, over at um, uh, Salem Communications. And then we took the show to an hour show. And then we took it to a call-in show, which was a lot of fun. We I really enjoyed that. I'd love to be able to do that someday with the God Family Country Radio Show here at KTSA. And, uh, uh, but the, my point is, is that we, had, we started with a half hour. We went to an hour. The half hour wasn't enough. We got to an hour. An hour wasn't enough. Now here we are, blessed to have a two-hour show. And... Uh, it's not enough either uh, well, to get it to get it all in. It makes me think about somebody like you know, like Rush Limbaugh as an example. You know uh, how he single handedly did a radio show three hours a day, all by himself, five days a week. Um, 
it's hard. You know, we're only doing it for two hours once a week with, with the show. And at the same time, you're thinking about the content and the material. Of course, this world just keeps throwing the content and material well, at you, know, you. But there's, there's so much we have to, the, the fr- frustrating thing is at the beginning, you said, how are we going to fill it up? But at the end, there's so much you have to leave on the table that you can't even get to. Yeah. 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 We just, again, we ultimately end up sort of scratching the surface. Right. Yeah. There was a lot we've given tonight. Um, we encourage you to make sure that you're getting out in your Bibles, look at the scriptures, read them, go slow. Don't be in a hurry. Uh, pray before you even open your Bible that God would reveal to you his word and then see the incredibleness uh, of what he's doing. And Pat, I just want to do this. This is the last time I'm going to talk about it, um, uh, about common ground. Um, this is your opportunity. This is the final call, the final plea that we're making uh, after this week. Again, uh, we'll have the event on the 28th. It is uh, common ground, common ground. It is a coalition, a summit between Christians and Jews. It is a time for us to come together. It's a time for us to meet each other. It's a time for us to understand how desperately we need to be there for the Jewish people and how desperately we need to have the Jewish people be there for us because persecution is coming from both sides and it's happening at a great, great cost. And so we need each other. We are one family. Uh, We're also going to have uh, there, we're going to have an IDF briefing uh, of what's going on in Israel, kind of up to the moment, giving you something truthful from people that have been there. And um, it'll be, um, It'll be amazing uh, night. It's a wonderful night. It's going to be February 28th. It's going to be, doors are opening at 630. Uh, it will start at 7 p.m. You are going to have the opportunity to know where the location is when you send me your request to come. And because of security purposes, uh, we have to do this uh, to protect the location. Uh, we will then, once you have asked us for the invite, we, we will we will send you the invitation as well as where the address is. I'm just telling you it is in San Antonio, and that's all we're going to say here on the airwaves. Um, but it's going to be an incredible night. You're going to have the opportunity to meet people that you never would have had the opportunity to meet before. And that's the greatness of what God is doing in this event. You know, it's a great opportunity to resource yourself. You know, we get a lot of misinformation, you know, uh, missing this. I heard that uh, uh, statement last night. You either got misinformation or disinformation. And the reality is simply is this. Uh, This gives you an opportunity to look at a global problem and talk to the boots on the ground people who are dealing with this in real time at a real point and hear it directly from their mouths, not filtered through talking heads or things like that. Uh, you know, you can decide for yourself whether you think there's a slant or not. And also to meet other people, uh, people who, who you may not even have an opportunity to meet in regular life and who would not have the opportunity to meet you as well, too. Right. It's a common ground. It's a, it's a, it is truly a resource building, you know, because why you need to, the same reason you would store up resources, you don't know what tomorrow holds and you don't know what one thing will lead to another. And it's always good to have people on all sides to be able to contact and say, hey, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? Mm -hmm. And so these events are designed to get people together. This world is in a fragile state. 
Right. By it the way, it's chaotic. Not, in this yeah. event, we're not asking for any money. No, no, no. There's, there's this is this is this had one purpose. This is one. How do we get you together? And um, and you know, find I, common. Ground. I'm going to be sharing. I'm not going to share much tonight. Uh, you know, with what's going on uh, with my interaction with the Jewish people. I'll talk a little bit about it uh, at the event, but I will just simply say this. I have met the most interesting and the most wonderful people I have ever come across in my life. And I consider it an honor and a privilege uh, to be with my Jewish brothers and sisters. You know, there's, there's, there's some things I will share with you very quickly of why this is happening. One, first of all, I'm commanded by God and, and I listen to him and I do what, exactly what he wants me to do. Uh, God says that to the Jewish people, he says that they are the apple of his eye. Yeah. Uh, he constantly throughout the scriptures is telling all of us how much he loves them, even though at times they've been rebellious, even though there's times that they have, they have gone in the wrong direction. His love is an everlasting love to them. They are the chosen people. The Jewish people are important to me because they're important to God. And if you love God, you should love the Jewish people. And so we're having this event called Common Ground. We're going to bring us together. It's not about your ideology, okay? That's not what this is about. Yeah, We are bringing you together to introduce you to your family. That's all this is. It's a dialogue. And it's a family. Trust me, if you belong to God, it's a family you want to be. It's a dialogue for people to, to come together, to meet each other, and to understand that no matter what happens in the very near future, and when you think about our world, the things that are going on today, who is it that you're really going to be able to count on when it all sort of hits the fan? Trust me, that day is coming. In fact, it's already here for Christians and Jews. Nobody's, com nobody's coming for us. Nobody's going to protect us. We need each other, and that's what this is about. This is the common ground. So we're going to have the event February 28th. Doors open at 6.30, starts at 7 o'clock. Now, how do you do it? If you want to be a part of it, you've got to email me. It's pastorcurtis at gmail.com. P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. You send me a request that you want to go and we will send you the invitation and we will send you the location. But you're going to have to do it like tonight. You're going to have to do it by tomorrow because we have to have you on the list. If you're not on the list, you're not going to be able to get through the doors. There's no way. If your name is not on the list, it ain't going to happen. That's just the way it has to be. So you need to get a hold of me. Send me the email tonight. At the very latest, don't forget, you need to send it tomorrow morning. So I have the opportunity to get you set so that you'll have the opportunity and be with us on Wednesday night. Common ground. It is a godly event. And my hope and my prayer is, is that you'll be there. Okay. <clears throat> Pat, we've been, there's, again, we've been talking so much about who our Lord and Savior is. Yeah. And so, in, in fact, there's a tie-in between what we've just talked about with Common Ground mm -hmm. and what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's found in Romans, yep. uh, the 11th chapter, the 29th verse, and why it's important for the gifts and the callings of God 
are irrevocable. Now, I didn't take that out of context because he's talking about this in context with the Jewish people. Right. But the same promise applies to us. Yes, it does. Is when God gives you a gift, and what did he say in uh, uh, you know Ephesians, is that for, uh, the gift of God is what? Salvation mm-hmm. through faith, not of yourselves. Right. He goes again, it's a gift. And if the gifts are irrevocable, what does, could God take that back? No. If he is offered, if you have received the gift, it is yours forever. It cannot be rescinded. Right. And, and what you said there, it is a gift. Uh, if, are you saying that you're the one that made the decision that you're going to belong to God? You, you set it up and now you're going to reject the gift that God was going to give you. And you said, no, this is a gift I'm giving to myself. (laughs) Good luck. You know? Yeah. Explain, explain that to God when you stand before him, which we all will, by the way. And you say, you say, I don't believe in election. I don't believe in any of that, that, that crud. That's all man-made stuff. And you stand before God and you, and you, and, and, and you, you, God is going to allow you to speak, which by the way, he will not because you'll be standing between absolute truth. But my point is, is this, is that if you could, you're going to tell him how great you were as an individual. You're going to tell God how great you were, that you had the incredible wisdom and knowledge to choose him. That I, that you made that decision yourself. Uh, I don't wish. First of all, I don't wish that on anybody. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to do that because of what Jesus says in Matthew seven. Matthew seven at the very end of Matthew seven, Jesus says, "Many are going to come to me in that day, and they're going to say, Lord, Lord." Speaking in real endearment and love. Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do many wonders in your name? And Jesus says. I say this all the time. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It's the most frightening words you'll ever hear from the lips of Jesus. He says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. I never knew you. All these things that Pat and I are talking about tonight is to bring you closer to God and not yeah. take you further away. No, the, the idea is simply is this, is that uh, God is loving he is kind. He is more than willing uh, to save anyone. Mm-hmm. But the reality is simply is this, that God is you coming to God and saying, I want this has, is, is, is actually evidence of something that God has already done in your life. And now in the fullness of time, whenever that time is, it makes sense. You really want this. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you're going to reach out to God. And that's when God says he will, he said, all who come to me, I will no wise cast out. But the reality is this, the God who you're reaching out to had better be the real God. The mm-hmm. Jesus you're praying to had better be the Jesus that is able to save. And on the airwaves today, you've got lots of people preaching a lot of different messages, a lot of different ideas about God, uh, filling their own boxes, you know, uh, to, you know, to get, to get eyes and ears and likes and, and, and clicks. But the reality is simply as this, this is an eternal destiny and you had better take it seriously. And quite frankly, God says all who come to him, reach out, pray and said, I want this. I want to be reconciled to God. He will do that for you. And that the very act of you wanting it was generated by God, not by you. Yeah, it it was. I always tell people that feelings, a feeling that you could have, maybe you're listening to this tonight, you have a feeling, you know, uh, 
this is something this is different. This is something that's at your very core. Oh, right. feelings are the Bible talks about two types of feelings. A, a, yes. a, there's a sorrow which yes. leads to repentance, but there's an also a sorrow that leads to death. Both are feelings. Both are feelings, right? But the thing is about feelings is that feelings are always fleeting. Mm -hmm. They're always coming and going. Uh when when the spirit comes upon you, it's life altering and life changing. Yeah. And so when you're doing so and you're and you're coming to God with this, this is this is an acknowledgement for you to understand that the Holy Spirit is working in yeah. you. And if you want to know more, please co co contact you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'll give it to you one more time. My email address, Pastor Curtis, it's P-A-S-T-O-R-K-U-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. People do email me about questions. I'm happy to respond to them. Or if you want to come to the event again for Common Ground this, right. this uh, February 28th, please do. It's been awesome to be with you tonight. Pat, thank you so much for being here Glad with me. Here. Uh, it, uh, we just can't be thankful enough that we get to do this. And this is a true God thing. Uh, and we, we love it. God bless you and God willing. We'll see you There'll next be week. Days like this when everything falls into place like the flick of a switch Oh, my mama told me There'll be days like this